Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Lion King, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Michelle Andrew. Hello. Beatrice Murat. Hi. And Sarah Potter. Hello. Today, we are discussing the film from the 1990s, The Lion King, and uh, due to the fact that Disney is releasing a remake version later this year, or in next month, rather. Also, today's Father's Day on the day we're recording, and so we figured Lion King is a decently related <laughs> film to that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about this movie. Um, you can find uh, more about our podcast at OverlyAnimated.com, where we've discussed a wide variety of animated films in the past. You can also subscribe to our uh, films feed at, on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, wherever you listen to us, we appreciate any ratings and reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, The, the Lion King is an animated movie that many childhoods <laughs> have been built upon. And I, I'm going to guess that we have a wide variety of uh, experiences here with this movie. So I think we'll we'll, we'll get started with just... What, how, when did you, what is your experience with The Lion King? Like, how long ago do you think you first watched it? What connection do you have to it now? Like, well, let, let's go to, um, Sam first. Uh, how, how, what are your general feelings about The Lion King growing up? So, The Lion King was my favorite movie growing up. I loved it. Uh, so when I was a kid, we didn't have the actual tape of The Lion King. Our tape of The Lion King was recorded off of a broadcast that ABC did of it in, like, 1996. Ooh. So we had to, like, fast forward through all the Space Jam commercials and whatnot. Um, anyway, like, I would watch The Lion King all the time. I had a bunch of Lion King toys. I'd reenact the movie with my toys. I would make my friends play Lion King with me where we would throw each other off of hills. Like, Scar <laughs> throws you <laughs> Lassa. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was dark, but, like, I love Lion King so much, and honestly, I think they're the reason why, like, that movie is the reason why lions are my favorite animal, even though that lions don't actually look like that, but now we're getting the new Lion King, which lions actually look like. But yeah, I love Lion King, and watching it as an adult, kind of, like, it's more complicated than, oh, lions look so cool, I really love their designs and stuff. It's more like, oh, there's a lot of deep problems happening in this movie, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But growing up, it was my favorite movie, um, favorite Disney movie that's been usurped. But I still have a love in my heart for The Lion King. All right. All right. So it sounds very, very nostalgic for you. Uh, Michelle, what, what was your experience growing up with Lion King? Lion King was not my favorite movie, but it was my sister's favorite movie. So she had like all the shirts with like Simba on them and like the comforter matching pillowcases, comforter and sheet sets growing up. I was more of an Aladdin person, so I don't know. Mm. But my mom did tell me that we watched it in theaters as a family. So I was like, too and i really didn't like loud noises and so like i started crying pretty early on in the movie so my mom had to like sit in the hallway with me for most of the movie so she didn't actually watch it until it came out on vhs months later but i this is definitely a classic i mean me and my sister watched it a lot 
when my parents would go out on like date nights and stuff. So I remember all the dialogue and all the music really well. And it's been at least maybe seven years since I've saw, seen it last. Um, I watched it last night with Sam and I was super surprised by how well like a lot of the animation and like the like emotional moments like hold up after 20 plus years. It, it really is a classic. It, it is not perfect, <laughs> but there are a lot of things to to take note from it in terms of like, how do you make a really captivating, well like done animated movie or movie period even honestly all right all right and we'll definitely like get deeper into like what this movie does right and maybe some things it does wrong a little bit later but uh, um beatrice uh, how, how what relationship did you have the, to the lion king as a child i mean as a child this i think it was this and and mulan were like my movies. Like, you know how like it, you can really tell the generation of like how old someone is based on like what Disney movie they love. Like, and I like, this was like, I, even though I love Mulan, like this was the, like my first real, like huge impression of like Disney. And I remember having like the VHS of like the karaoke of Disney karaoke. You would just have like the, you would have all these movies and their songs and like, oh man, like I, I loved it. I loved Lion King. So, and I hadn't seen it in forever. So I was a little worried when rewatching it. Cause I thought, Oh, like I, but I know the story so well, it's so ingrained in, in, into my psyche. Like I know all the beats. I know everything. It's so familiar to me. I wasn't sure if it would have the same magic. And on, on one end it did, cause it was still able to suck me in. And I was still in awe. I still think that the circle of life is possibly like one of the if not the greatest opening sequence of any movie period. But also watching it now, because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Cause I I there's a like basically once we moved from like VHS to DVD, I didn't can I, I didn't rewatch it in as a D in DVD, I guess. But Man, there are some problems with this movie and it breaks my heart because <laughs> I I just you know, I heard like I would see memes about it. I would see th- people make like side comments, side comments about it online being like, oh, like this, this. I won't go into it because we'll talk about it uh-huh, later. Uh-huh. And then I just remember thinking like, oh, dear God, like I knew they were right. But now seeing it being played out before me, like it really dampered my love for this movie. It really like it didn't damper it. I still have this kind of awkward and this, 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 this just like kind of familial bond with it but at the same time it's like now become very much a familial bond where it's like oh it's like that one member of the family where you know that they have certain issues and you just are like ah this is exhausting so (laughs) now it's become even more familial I guess in a way all right, all right. I, I'm I'm really interested to get in, like, to hear what you guys think are like the problems with this movie because that they're like different options, and I'm not sure if they're all going to be the same. <laughs> but let's go to um Sarah. Um, how 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 did you feel about about this movie growing up? Um, I like this movie a lot. I think like everyone, like it's a great movie. I loved all the Disney movies, and I loved this movie enough to have a bunch of the songs memorized by the time I was like twelve or whatever. Like. Early, like before I was even like preteen, I like had most of these songs memorized because I love this movie. Um, but 
I think as I grew up, I realized like the obvious problematic things. Like I realized, uh, or not problematic, but I realized the obvious like things like that uh, Scar is holding a Nazi rally and stuff like that, like as I grew up. <laughs> but I didn't catch, True. I think, a lot of the like subtler things that are wrong in this movie until I rewatched it recently. And it was just like, oh, this movie has a lot of issues. And I, for me at least, I can look past a lot of them because Hamlet itself is really messed up. It's really like the Shakespeare is not known for writing stuff. That's like, I think in a lot of ways, good. Like, like, like I don't think a lot of stuff that he wrote back then would be okay today. If it was written today is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it still is shocking that I, that the world kind of loves this movie and it has a lot of stuff in it. That is not okay. Like a lot of the movie, like I think a lot of stuff with this, with these is that the movie doesn't dig into it. But if you have even like two brain cells to rub together, you're like, oh, what's going on right now on screen? And I, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but I still love this movie and it's still beautiful. And the songs are really fun. And I think it's the, uh, in my opinion, it's the epitome of a Disney musical. Like, I don't think any movie they've made since or before this one has is any like better as a musical it's just so mm-hmm. good yeah i do think it it's it's like it this really it, like a lot of people say that i'm going to make a star wars reference and it's how many minutes in but um every they say that the music in star wars is the oxygen of the movie and it's very much the same here where you can't take if you take the music away from this movie it's not going to work or it's no. not going to have the same capacity. The music is very much what gives it life, what gives it the space to be what it is. And it's just, it, I mean, honestly, the music in this is just, like, I, I, it's one of the greatest scores of all time. It's one it's of the greatest so soundtracks. It's incredible. That's, I, I just, I'm not trying to derail the conversation, but like to piggyback off of what Sarah just said, that's really interesting because last night when I was rewatching it, I was feeling wow how did this ever work as a musical because all the music just seems so separate from each other and not to say that the music isn't important because you know it's like one of the centerpieces of the movie but it's like how did they make like a two-act musical out of this it (laughs) the way what i mean by how like it's the biggest musical thing ever is that like the songs really have these set pieces like like they're they're all set pieces they feel like a musical like um the circle of life it like all whenever there's a song it gets less realistic it gets more absurd like when um simba or simba's singing about being king like all the animals start marching in line with him and there's like all these wacky colors in the background and like every song is like that and that's a really musical thing to do and it just heavily leans into when characters are singing anything can happen on screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I, get that. It's just like, maybe I just like the music to no, the No, 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 I get what you're saying. I, I'm saying that I, I wasn't purely talking about music. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm talking about the full experience. That's what I mean. Like, no other Disney movie, like, has the whole action change when the music mm-hmm. happens. Like, Pocahontas yeah. kind of does, but not to this extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. And uh, I, sp- piggybacking off the m- music, like my personal experience with this is, uh, I-, I think I'm a little younger than all all of you guys. So like, this wasn't a childhood movie for me. This is like some Lion King, something I probably watched a little bit later in life when it was already like 10 years old. But, um, th- but uh, the music is something that's always like 
been around me. Like I've probably listened to Circle of Life and Can You Feel the Love Tonight like uh, dozens of times in my life and Be Prepared recently has been a big thing for me. But like it had probably been like five years or so since I'd last watched The Lion King up to uh, up to this week. And like I'd always been telling myself, well, I should probably rewatch this because this is like an important movie-ish and I barely remember it. So uh, and so now we are all here today to uh, after having rewatched it. And it's definitely an interesting experience. Um, I, I definitely want to hear your guys' uh, takes on on like problem. A, a couple of you have mentioned uh, problems with with the sequence, but we'll try starting at least a little bit uh, positive. Like, what what is your favorite part of uh, of Lion King after having rewatched it recently, or like what stood out to you the most? Um, uh, Beatrice, we'll start with you here. What stood out to me the most? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, okay, like, are we going? Can we get into? It? Sure. If, if, you want, if you want to go to the, to the problems first, that's fine too. Okay, let's go there. Like, we'll I, I just, like in terms of what stood out the most, that's like at least in this rewatch, like that's what it was. That's what. <laughs> okay, that's okay, it. but let, let's go there. Let's go there. So okay, lay out your your all grievances. Right. <laughs> all right. So all right, let's just start with um, one obvious thing, which is the 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 disparity between the two siblings so Mufasa and and Scar Scar is very much like they're undertone like one he he's he's not the typical he's not the apex of masculinity as Mufasa mm-hmm. is presented to be and he is just even though like I love Scar as a villain in terms of like whenever like Jeremy Irons is incredible in his performance in this like yes. the way that he delivers some lines like when he just says like kill him when when Simba goes running off and the hyenas chase after him like it's so it's so well delivered he's so menacing but at the same time it's like all right so clearly he's effeminate clearly he's darker uh, color scheme than 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 Mufasa like there visually there are cues that are being told of like like Zazu even says at one point like there's always one or two in every family and I'm like excuse me what are you trying to say and it's like there's just a lot of and it's just the way it's being portrayed in that sense I was just it made me feel so uncomfortable it made me just it was so icky and racist and homophobic and I was just like oh no this is like a lot and then from there, it just kind of kept sprawling in because you have this image, right, of an invasion. It's the mm-hmm. hyenas have invaded mm-hmm. Pride Rock. And it's like, what in our current in our current state of the world is the constant thing that Americans are being told to be scared of? An invasion of immigrants. An inva- uh, what are white people always scared of? An invasion of people of different backgrounds, of different colors. That is what they're scared of. That is why they move when they people move to one place. Like, the, like you know, people of a certain privilege move out because they're like, no, we don't want people. We don't want there to be some intermingling. And it's just... That's what this movie is. That's what it is. It's the fear of of having an invasion of sorts and it's and it's what? It's the it's the hyenas. They're loud. They're different. They're darker. It's like, okay, then like what are like I get it. They're being point it's just the the entire me- underlying message of Lion King is not good. No. <laughs> and at all. There's nothing like and there's no other way to read it. 
Like, and it's crazy because, like, for instance, like visually, you have you have um you have Scar being very much like like in terms of just the entire sequence of be prepared. It's very like Nazi esque and all this stuff. But then it's like, yeah, but the very values that are being portrayed to us undercurrent, like in the undercurrent, subtly that are being portrayed to us is that oh yeah. The more the lighter skinned, the masculine, the apex of whatever it's a is it's very much the Nazi ideology in a weird way. Whereas, so the one that they're portraying as more like like it's just so strange, and I just don't I don't like it. And it's just like I I basically what I learned is I should just listen to the soundtrack of Lion King. Is basically <laughs> what I learned. I should, <laughs> the best part. Because I, it's just, it's, it's so, oh God, it was just, it, it was so overt. And that's what stood out to me. It was just how obvious it was. And I was, again, I was, I was a child when, when it first came out. So I don't know what was the critical, um, uh, discussion that was happening when the movie came out, but I mean, d- dang, dang, it, like, look, Sim like Scar deserved to be the best uncle to Simba, and they didn't give him that, and I find that just rude. Is what I'm saying. But like, and even jumping off that, Beatrice, like you talked about how like there's this undertext of like, oh, black people in charge is bad, white people in charge is good. But it even goes beyond that because it's like there's this undertone of like socialism bad, of 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 the middle class getting more is bad because when the hyenas take over, like there's this thing of like there's not enough food to give everybody food like that's what yeah, it was like, like Rock became inhabitable once yeah, the desegregation the, happened and here's yeah. the thing what's crazy it's like wait but like the lions are refusing to hunt but it's like is it because there's no like i don't know yeah no no, like, no the it's thing all is that there it's weird no 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 what's happening is it's not explicitly said, but what's happening is it's not that there's not enough food for everybody. What's happening is the lions are just not giving food to people. Like they're, they've decided that they'd rather be the only, like they'd rather be the rich people in charge than have anybody else be in charge than have the entire like place be livable. I mean, That's- what I understood from that was not, it's not the, that I understood was more because it's kind of like, it, it's weird. Cause they mix things up. So it's not that clear cut. Because here's the thing. It's like you have the hyenas come in. So you have, okay, so now you're having one, the the quote unquote infiltration or whatever. But now you have like all these people come in. You have like more like desegregation of the animals. But then it's like, so you go like, okay, so we've challenged the social order of things. We made everyone like, or, but then it's like, did we make everyone equal? Because I don't think the antelopes can now, you know what I mean? So it's not socialism, what they're suing. So I don't agree necessarily with that. I just, because it's like, it it would make more sense if it's like, oh, like, so the hyenas and are like eating everything. So then it outdoes the balance of things and whatever. Maybe that's what happened. I wouldn't go that far, but I would still say it's like, it's, it's so unclear there is no clear cut because it's different messages from both sides that they're 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 mixing together and it's just not it's uncomfortable to watch because you don't know what they're trying to say i think uh okay so i think (laughs) if we're gonna go with the whole nazi thing i think that's probably the best because i think the 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 desegregation is like a thing but then also the fact that scar is not the true leader is also an issue. Like Scar right. could never lead them to victory because he's not the true king. There's only one true king, and that's Simba. Right. And one thing that I think's like <laughs> hilarious is like so like the 
Only the females hunt. Nala's amazing, but like she couldn't be king. Like yeah. only Simba because it's his birthright. And I feel like the birthright thing's like the other half of that. There's this circle of life. Everyone has their place, which is really messed up. And some people really get the short end of that stick, obviously, the hyenas for one. But to disrupt the order disrupts the balance of nature. Like, that's the deeper implication. And I think that's what's really the issue here. Because for Simba's whole journey to be like, you have to go home because it is your duty to be king. Nobody else can. It's your birthright. And the world will just be awful if you don't, like, own up to this. Like, that's a crazy message. But it feels very much in line with Nazi ideology. So I think that's super interesting. Yeah, and it's crazy because they're doing that Nazi ideology while trying to say that Scar's a Nazi. It's it's, That's the crazy That's the thing. That's what's so confusing. Yeah, Yeah, because it's like, it's like, oh, no, we're com- psych, we're confusing you into thinking that the, scur- that the people who want change, it's just, it's so and it's, odd. Also- and it's worked, though. It's worked, though, because the thing is, like, everyone points out that, hey, Scar's thing was a Nazi rally, but then they don't realize that, oh, the Lions were actually Nazis, too. Like, you not you need to, like, acknowledge that. But see, I don't even think it's even that. It's not even, like, saying, oh, like, the Lions are the, are Nazis. I'm saying it's, like, the visual representation of the way the the animators and the visually how they're interpreting it, it's like okay, so the the I'm gonna change, I'm gonna use like the gold and red, I'm yep. gonna change it to to blonde and blue eyed. It's like so yep. that's the good, and even mm-hmm. though so it's just yeah. visually, it's that's kind of how that's, it goes. That's what I was saying. I'm not. I'm sorry. I should have been more clear. I'm saying like it it, it gives you that vibe that they're spo- they're Nazis, like they're like white and they're like they have this white savior complex a lot of times in the movie. It's really crazy. So it's like it's that's always like very um um it's I don't know I don't know where do you get the white savior element of it well, well because like they have this idea that like 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 Michelle was just talking about Simba is the one he can only be he can only he's the only true king it can't yeah, be but that's Star. not but that's white savior is going to a place where you are that, that that's a different the, the definition slightly oh I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry I'm, so I'm, confusing, just saying, I'm confusing my thing I'm confusing my things yeah. so I'm sorry white savior is when the white guys like help like they're the ones that can protect the black guys and that's not what happens in this movie yeah that's sorry. not what happens I'm that's sorry fine. I'm it's using the wrong terms but, yeah I'm um, using the wrong terms also there still is a lot of racism so you're they're not still, totally exactly. off yeah, no, there's a lot of racism but I was using the wrong term it's not racist the wrong terms but I will say also side note like do yourself a favor everyone listening go Google like go on YouTube and watch clips of actual hyenas they're the most adorable thing they're so cute they're you're like they're like puppies and you're not like they're like little cutest thing I think it'll eat you raw I mean I mean I'm saying I'm not saying adopt a hyena I'm saying hey in the movie (laughs) they're being shown as like being really gross when in fact they're actually like really awesome they're awesome like they they deserve as much awe as lions and tigers and bears oh my Wikipedia tells me that hyena biologists uh, sued for defamation of character after this that's movie. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. That's, really oh, that's amazing. Like, well what? done. Well done. But going off that hyena thing, Beatrice, like how they're like kind of a lower class, like even below that, like the herbivores, like the wildebeest are like even a lower class below that. Like there's this thing that like all the other animals, they're not real. They're not real people because the wildebeests aren't really shown as being like a like conscience or like sentient. You know what I mean? They're just wild animals, unlike other animals in the movie. It's weird. Look, I'm just look. I'm saying like it's like I don't mind. Like th- let's 
reality sake, there is like a food chain where it comes to yeah. the animal kingdom. So yeah. I don't mind a blurring of surrealism and realism. So that to me didn't bother me that much. For me, it was just more, okay, of the am- animals are picking that are going to be, have like human, human characteristics. They are making specific choices to make the villains who they are and the heroes who they are. And that's what's so off-putting. Because it's like, I don't need like a giraffe and to do like, I don't need like every single animal in Africa to have a speaking role in this movie. And I don't need to see them be sentient and everything. That's fine. For me, it's just of the ones that you choose, there is this kind of like, okay, why are you making them look this way? Like, why are you making them act this way? Like, it's kind of like, okay, like, the, the the hyenas are the ones that are rowdy and stuff and Latinos get blamed for being too loud and it's like hmm so I wonder why is it that the 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 ones who are royalty are the ones who are well spoken and whatever and then yeah. the ones who are villains are not so there is a there is a, a, a that's what for me like I don't mind that the antelopes act like antelopes and don't think for themselves. Cause I'm like, okay, then that, I mean, I get it. I get that. Like to me, like that, to say that's like, oh, that that's representative of like a social class. I'm like, that's a bit much. It's more of but, focusing specifically on the ones that they decide to cre- make as characters. That's when we have to see like how they're being represented. Like, and, and I agree with that. I agree that your thing is bigger. Like your thing is a lot less subtle and a lot more in your face. I'm just going like saying that like, there's this, like we agree that the lions are an upper class. They're like the, they are the they're people royalty, essentially. They're royalty. Yeah. They're royalty. And the thing is that they always talk about how the circle of life is this, is blank. And it's true. That's the circle of life. But that's because they chose a situation where there is a circle of life. Like if this like real life isn't like the movie. Real life isn't a circle of life like that in terms of like people, in terms of racism and the way people interact with each other. We're not like at a stage where we're eating each other right now, but they're trying to put that onto people. They're trying to say, these are people that there's these people at the top, this royalty who are the top of the food chain. It's the cycle. It's the circle of life and they eat everybody else. And that's good. And just like the idea of that is kind of unsettling. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, for me, it's just like that, like, like to, to be the thing to fix in order to fix that in the movie would be to make, the make the story human and that's like like it's like there has to be some sort of compromise in terms yeah. in terms of like we got to marry the animal world with this like uh, uh anthropomorphic world that we're creating like this isn't zootopia where they go no. full into the human element this is more like okay let's try and be somewhat realistic to how yeah. these animals act no. so that's why i'm like i don't see that as like such a grievance because it's like but that's like that what else are they supposed to do no but no it's it, more of just like okay of the ones that you choose how are you going to make how are you going to represent them and how are you representing them is my thing like that's where the big issues are for that stuff that's like that's just like it's like saying like oh but pokemon, i'm not say- it's like it's a it, why are they why are these pokemon like i don't know i i just I, <laughs> but i don't know and i agree with you i, I agree with you Beatrice, but what i'm saying is these are just more things on top like like it's like if if they have these racist things they have these things where the lions the 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 quote i'm just gonna say it, like the quote-unquote white lions are the good ones and the black lions are the bad ones like and that's followed up even more in the next movie for some reason like let's double down for some reason and it's like you you if you just it just feels like they just weren't conscious of what they were writing in some ways. Cause it was 1994. They didn't go all the way, the ways they should, I think in this, but it's like, even, and I agree. I don't, I don't, I'm not like 
staying up at night. Like I'm not kept up at night because of the thing I'm mentioning. I'm just saying this is another thing that I thought of when I was watching. It wasn't like a big deal to me, but it was something that I thought. Of. Additionally. Yes. Yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Like, I'm not like, this is the end of the movie. Like you're, you're like, this is the death of it. Like, I'm just saying like, it was something that was in the back of my mind by the end of the movie. Right. Uh, and uh, I'll just say, I think you guys express it a lot smartly, that more smartly than I, I could have. But I'll just say that we, what went through my head was like, we're, we're frame, we begin the movie with the framing of the circle of life sequence. So like, that's like front and center. And so that concept is with us throughout. And so because of that, like, we're kind of told to like, be happy that status quo has returned, which feels kind of weird, right? Because yeah. I mean, obviously, like the character arc of Simba is, I guess, the the thing that changes in terms of like Simba accepting responsibility, but on the whole of society, all that we've really done is, hey, we've turned things back to normal. Hooray. And so like that, that just feels kind of weird to cheer for. It, it's a very, it, it, this is not like, I'm not talking about political. I, I just mean like, it's a very conservative um, message. Like it's just, it's not like, not like conservative parties. I just mean like, it's saying like status quo is good. Like it's, if you keep the status quo, things will continue to be good. And it's kind of strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, <laughs> there was a lot there. Um, that, that, thank you guys for that. Um, I, I do want to go a little bit back to um, to, to Scar specifically because I yeah, think that Scar. because um, I think. Well, I mean, I, I will say that he is my favorite character of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, strong you, yes. But our, our, in the very beginning of that discussion, it was talked about how like he's a, a little bit more, uh, he's portrayed a bit more effeminate yeah. than the than the rest of the lions. Um, I'd, I'd like to, like some kind of elaboration on like how how you guys see Scar as a character in here. Um, Sam, I, I don't know if you have you have any specific Scar thoughts. Um, I mean the whole Disney villains being coded gay—that's been a topic of conversation for years. Uh, obviously, Scar is one of those examples. It's there. Personally, Scar, he's hes a guy. He's a lion. So, whoop de doo I like his elbow hair. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he has hair on his elbows, and I like yeah. it. All right. Uh, Michelle, do, do you want to go deeper into Scar? I just... I always loved Scar the most as a kid. And I think it's just because I was a really angry kid. So I always liked the angry characters. And Scar was the most interesting. That's the thing, too. Like, a lot of times the villains just end up being way more interesting and have higher stakes than a lot of the protagonists who are, quote, unquote, good. So there's, like, a lot more to be intrigued by. But Scar, like, his voice is amazing. He, like, yeah, he is effeminate. But, like, I think that's really great, even though we're not supposed to think that like the movie's telling us not to they're telling us he's the enemy but he's oh he's great i just love like i know it's not really his voice singing it's like they got some other guy but like his song is like uh, the best song in the movie oh and calm down no way no no i'm I'm with michelle no no it's great be prepared it's the best song in this movie it's so well choreographed Uh. and is such it pumps you up to be evil (laughs) i just Scar, he's so memorable, right? That's the thing. Like, Scar is one of the top things you remember about that movie, and that's pretty cool because he left his mark on the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what what I like about Scar is like, he gets the volcano to erupt. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he is able to manipulate his surroundings. And in general, he's a very manipulative kind of guy, you know? Like, his his interactions with Simba are, like, very, like... They're very ga- smart. They're, they're smart. They feel almost gaslighty. Like, especially at the, at the end, it's like, well, you were responsible for killing him, you know? Like, that kind of stuff. But he, like, does he does it in such a way that, like, it feels so, like, to, straight to the straight to the heart and then he also gets like very uh vicious scenes like throwing off mufasa off the cliff and like that kind of uh, uh, that kind of viciousness feels like it gives the story a little bit extra teeth than you'd get out of your normal disney movie like it like i I don't when i was watching it like i was kind of shocked at like how like uh, how visceral those scenes felt even though like i know what's gonna happen but there's something about like scars like facial expressions during all of that that like really helps a lot i think they do well with like giving him good good hand gesture work too which uh we'll talk about the live action version later but like that's definitely like a benefit to having these lines animated anthrop- in an anthropomorphized way like they're able to do more like in terms of their expression i think scar is the biggest beneficiary of that so like i, I just I, I love all of scar's character yeah like there's a moment Same. in the song where he like turns around and it's like mane flips like it's hair like you can't do that in like with a real lion like but it works because it's a little bit anthropomorphized just a little bit and also just before we move on michelle this is jeremy irons he does sing this song like oh my god is, he well, does it all not, 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 not all not all J- jeremy irons does most of the song but the climax is taken over by jim cummings because yeah oh, voice in the oh, it sounded like jim yeah, like, very, very and, and, and like that that's the part that i love about is like jeremy irons throughout the song like he's doing like the talk singing but he's doing it in a way like you know it feels very very like villainy twirling mustache but then like it gets like turned up to 11 at the end when jim yeah. cummings steps in like he like gives it like an extra oomph so like yeah. i really i love like just like the added energy as like the song comes to an end and it fits with the rest of the visuals too of like the rocks coming up from the sky and the hyenas going ah, ah, ah. so like it, it just the that that number is like great in a lot of different ways and i think that actually switching from irons to cummings actually helps the song at the end of the yeah. day yeah and it's it's really i don't know it's it's a great piece but to to, to go off like the scar stuff like he i don't think we talked specifically about how he looks effeminate like there's also that he has um he's smaller than mufasa he's a little more skinny but he also has like eye shadow and stuff like he like his eyes have like not mascara but i i don't know the term for everything but he has like yeah his eyes are darker and they have like longer eyelashes, I think. I'm not looking at a picture of him right now. Plus some of the word choices he says, yes. like when he doesn't show up at Simba's ceremony, he's like, oh, I'll practice my curtsy. And when he yes. does the hair flip, he says sensational. Yeah. So like Popish. there's body language, there's character design. There's a lot like reinforcing it from all sides. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think I think that's something lost in the uh, transition from this anthropomorphized style. Mm hmm. Yeah, the, the the introductory scene of Scar is just interesting in like how like immediately they put the contrast in like uh, Mufasa like roars at him and uh, it's like are you challenging me and uh, Scar is like well no I, I know I'm physically weaker than you and like he kind of like walks off that gives like a little booty shake at the end there so like it just very quickly we're setting up that like Scar and Mufasa are just like very different uh, physically and and in terms of like their styles so and that goes on through the rest of the movie but i mean then there's also this idea that like like scar's claws are like out like most of the movie right like i don't think there's times when his claws are in and it's just like it's another thing on top of like 
this guy's like this and he's always a threat too. Like on top of that, like he's effeminate, he's like this, he kind of comes off as gay coded and there's just, he's dangerous too. And it's like, that's, it's just this added factor that's not really necessary except that he's a villain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and then like uh, at the, the ending sequence is like, you know, also he's kind of gets like a bit cowardly almost. And like, he's like yeah. cha- changing his, his views, like blaming the hyenas and stuff and trying to sneak out. So like all, all your standard vil- villain trope thingies come up at the end, but <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we mentioned, uh, be prepared as the musical sequence, um, C- circle of life. Uh, I think Beatrice, you, you also mentioned like the opening sequence, like what, what, what did you love about, uh, about like how the movie just starts with that? I mean, because it just sets the tone, the, just whether it's through the sound through, I mean, even though the lyrics, it's like, it basically just, isn't it like translation? Like this is a story of a lion. It's like very, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, here comes the story of a lion, um, um, but the, it's just, it literally just screams in your face. It like gets you like going, it just starts. And then it ends the way the title shows up just with the, yeah. boom, like that. And the way I think it also ends with a boom of like Lion King. So it's like, it, and, and, and just the, 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 just thematically, just the way that they established the melody of like that score of like. Uh, through the circle life and they managed to mimic at the end and uh, having that kind of light motif throughout the film. And it's just, it's so, it it really does kind of, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's the, it's the whole, it kind of, um, what's that word? I mean, establishes the whole like monarchy type of thing. Um, but it's, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, does it like, but like whether or not any, whatever someone's opinions of a monarchy is, it, it's, it just quickly like establishes it and establishes like, oh, here's the king. Here is the uh, future king. Here is this like celebration and all that. And um, I know it was just, it, 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 the song itself had all the elements of, 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 um, of, of, you know, just like the of power and 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 glory and all that, it, and it does a much better also, job of exposition than any type of like, exactly talking could do. any type of talking could do, and it also shows you the vastness of the kingdom yeah. too, and it's just vi- the way just visually gives you everything, and the fact that the beginning opens with in a foreign language, so it's like we're about to take you to another world. We're about like foreign as into to like the English speaking audience that Disney mainly catered to so it was just like look we're about to take you to this entire different different world different kingdom of like welcome it's basically opening doors being like welcome to the animal kingdom welcome to the welcome to the safari welcome to this and um it just does so much um just it's setting up the visual setting up the tone setting up like you're about to go through a story and it's gonna be as epic as this sounds um and i think the the quote live action adaptation (laughs) Um, literally copied the sequence, like frame by frame, like it copied it because there's like that was like that was um the biggest thing from I think it was from uh if you see it in the trailers and they do comparisons to the two, it's the same thing. And a lot of people complain they're like well, you should one you should credit the original people, but two also like if it's the same thing, why are you remaking it? You should do something different. But also like that it that opening sequence is perfection. It's perfection. So I was like, I, and I agree that they should change. I, I have, we haven't seen the movie yet, so we don't know if they do change some things or not. But from that standpoint, it's just, it's incredible. And mm-hmm. and by the end, you buy into 
the more anthropomorphic elements. Because in the beginning, it starts out being very much like, okay, these animals are starting to act kind of like animals are, are do, even though the one strange thing is that they're all coming to this one point together. And then you see, it's like, oh, it's the king has arrived and all that. So I don't know. I just think it was, I mean, to me, it still is like the one of, one of if not the, if not. But, the, I, but I think speaking of that, like with the live action stuff, like I think this is honestly the riskiest thing Disney has ever done because this will make or break the movie. Like this will be like the thing that'll tell me if like you can make this, as More, like a realistic because yeah. like i don't think you can i think the slight anthropomorphization anthropomorphization of the animals is like kind of necessary for this scene to work and the style and the stylist blah, and the style of like how like the sun isn't quite like how the sun is in real yeah. life and how the reflections of the birds are a little yeah. too perfect and stuff like the colors are just so important to that scene like i don't think this scene works if you try to make it quote-unquote realistic well, it we'll see. We'll I, see. I, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. But I mean, like, I'm. I think this is just not gonna work. And I, I, I mean, I hope it does. But I just think it's not a. Uh, uh, it's risky. It's it's not the easy way to go. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Beatrice, you mentioned uh, you made a good point about like this, like kind of taking you into a different world with like the Zulu vocals go. Uh, at introing you and like also i just i love like the first shot is the sunrise yeah. coming up and like that that just like immediately gives you like a certain vibe to it and it it is interesting that the first trailer for the original liking was just this scene like the, that was the trailer just just this scene and now the live action like the quote live action lion king is also like did the same thing for their first trailer <laughs> just using a lot a lot of this scene but like because like it's so emblematic of of the tone that the movie is going for right so that definitely circle of life very very nice um um the other musical numbers in this movie are uh, i just can't wait to be king I- i'm gonna say i'm not a fan of that how one personally dare uh, how no, I, it's dare my least you. favorite yeah, how dare all yeah, of the, you the, the 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 marketing side of this movie relentlessly pushed this in like trying to get you to buy the vhs and dvd copies you're like this is it this is the kid song everyone loves no it's not uh, <laughs> it's it not is for the me kid song everyone loves uh i am i feel so attacked right now i'm so, I'm so sorry, sorry i just can't wait to be king and poor <laughs> young simba which is my which... favorite character is young simba not oh. older simba hmm. young simba young simba hmm. young nala are like the greatest pair yeah they're yes. yeah, so much weaker than the kid versions it's true like, the, the they are. this is the first song i memorized i loved this song like it's the it's the it's not like i just how can i just i don't know i'm i'm be prepared it's like it's great but i mean i just can't wait to be king that's the song you sing along to it's I that know. and circle yeah. life those are the ones you sing those are the ones you sing at karaoke like I don't. I don't want to sing about I, how you be. You better be prepared to kill someone. No, I want to sing about. Mm, I just I can't think, wait. I think to we take have different moralities world. here. Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's I think so that's good. Okay. And the colors, the way and the colors, yeah, the way like you know, uh, I um, the way it just those dramatic shift, and it just goes slowly goes into like craziness and you know it's like when you sing in musicals you sing is the emotions you can't actually say so it's like it just really goes full surrealist and it just shows you why it's so good and it's it's just so easy to sing along to and it's come on it's such a good great piece and sequence and yeah it might be it's, the most not a, show- it's not a bad song i just don't think it's 
as good as the other great I songs. Disagree. I that's disagree. okay. It's, it's very, very show tunes, and I love it. It's like Maybe also that's Yosaki. why I don't like it. Yeah, no, I'm it's really show tunes. Yeah, yeah, like really in- show tunesy. Also, it's being sung by the kid actor, and kids singing is always a dicey proposition. So, like the, <laughs> yes. the, those two factors together, I will say I enjoy the visual part of it. Like the whole the animal pyramid is like very colorful, and you got like the zebras getting like green striped at some points. So they, they do a lot of fun stuff with like the animals, and Zazu is kind of just along for the ride. But Zazu is great. But the actual singing of that, I I, I can't. And get into it well i i'm so sorry yeah like you're missing out <laughs> I mean... uh, now um we also have the iconic sequence of hakuna matata which also leads us to talk about timon and pumba who are com- the comic relief characters of this movie it's kind of a surprise that they have we haven't mentioned them at all this far into the podcast so oh, far but like a small part in the movie though. they do yeah but they they're, the, late. they're the two gay coupling people who <laughs> raised simba to be a king i mean that's pretty significant even if we don't get to actually see that happen the whole movie they have their own movie and they're oh my god they do have their own movie. <laughs> it's true yeah i, I should yeah. make the admission that i've seen lion king one and a half more often than i've seen Lion that King. that is a one so that is a travesty <laughs> You are wrong. I've, really I've, I've, seen, I've seen Timon and Pumbaa's adventures like ten times tunnel, in my life. So that's why. I, so that's why when I rewatched this, I was like, "Wow, they're not actually in the movie a lot. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why did I spend so much of my life?" <laughs> but they're so necessary. <laughs> like you, if they weren't, if they had come one second later, the movie would have started to lull. The movie yeah. would have started to lull. It would have started like they it needed that boost and energy that they brought in. So it was, Simba also would have died. Yeah, yeah Simba would have died. Good. He would have died, of course. But like if they had stretched out his like his adventures on his own between running away and Timon and Pumbaa, even for a second, it still would have been like it, they. It was just the the amount just from a structural standpoint for the story and the emo- and the beats of the story like the audience needed Timon and Pumbaa exactly when they came in like it was they needed that energy or else the movie the pacing was going to be completely off yeah yeah, yeah that, that makes and like it's it definitely like comes right after like Simba is get forced to like run away and like we get like a really sad moment so we kind of need to like bring ourselves back up and uh that's done by Timon and Pumbaa singing about no worries. And they <laughs> um, do get a, a Shakespeare reference in there, which is like nice nod to the thing that inspired yeah. the entire, the guy who inspired the entire story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and also like it kind of, uh, it, it serves the story in terms of like Simba being like uh, feeling responsible for, for the death of his father. And then Timon and Pumbaa are like, hey, just forget about your past. Don't deal with responsibilities. And so that sets up Nala's purpose later in the movie of, hey, you should you do have responsibilities and you should be paying attention to that. So I guess Timon and Pumbaa are also important in terms of leading Simba astray. Like, it, it, it is... Uh, I, 
it's interesting because like, I I went to like a, a, to therapy sessions, group therapy sessions, and like Hakuna Matata was discussed as like, hey, like do, maybe anxiety, you should like not worry about these things. So like, I I feel like Hakuna Matata is taken by people in a very positive way, but in this movie, it's not really positive because at the end, it Donald shows up to be like, yo, that's not right. So like, I, I don't know how you guys <laughs> feel I mean, about this. It's more, I think it's like. I think Akuna Matata means it means no worries. It doesn't say ignore your responsibilities. It's more like, okay, the past is the past. You just got, you got to like, you know, you can't change the past, but it's not telling you don't change the future. You but know, that's, what, that's how Simba like, like reads it though. And that's how I think like he has to change how he understands it. Right. Like he reads it as, okay, like I'm not going to have any responsibility, yeah. but I think the term Akuna Matata means no worries. That doesn't necessarily mean no responsibility. Agreed. You know, so I think that's why, like, I don't see that much of a, like, I don't see the movie saying, oh, Hakuna Matata is not the way to go. I think it's just saying, Simba, that's not, ju- that's not the only, like, you're reading it in a wrong way. I think it's more what it is. And going into what the sh- movie's saying, like, Timon and Pumbaa can have that, like, lifestyle because they don't have any responsibility. And that's just okay because they don't need it. But the movie's telling us, if we take what the movie's telling us as fact, like Simba is the king. He needs to have responsibility. He needs to do things. And he can't just do nothing all the time. He has to actually take action. And with that message, like with Hakuna Matata, I guess it makes sense that Timon and Pumbaa are a little more lackadaisical than Simba can be. Mm-hmm. So, so they, basically, Simba is stuck in this circle of life, and Timon and Pumbaa are like two little dots that just are like yeah off in the sky. And I'm not trying to say what I'm trying. What I'm walking around is like I'm not trying to make any points here. I'm just trying to say that's why I don't view Hakuna Matata as anything bad either. Okay, okay, uh, that, that that makes sense. So like it's it, it because the movie does put a lot a lot of emphasis on Simba's interpretation of it, especially when we get to like conflict with Nala, like. Him yeah. not wanting to deal with the past by not going with his responsibilities. Um, you and this around here is when "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" also gets in, and we have that's like, my favorite song. Okay, talk about that. What, what, what do you like about this part? All right, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight"? It's just love song. I love love songs. It's beautiful, wonderful. I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. I think for me, it's it's the song with the least bombast of the entire movie, and um, I like it. I don't know. I, like we all need a minute to just chill. Like, can you feel the love tonight? Not really, but they do, so it's fine. <laughs> and those bedroom eyes. Yeah, that yeah. still that still makes me uncomfortable. It does. It does. I was like, <laughs> I, I did. I understand what it meant. I saw it. and I was like, I don't like this. Like, no, no, I don't. No, even as a kid, it made me uncomfortable, and I didn't yeah. know why. And as an yeah. adult, I'm like, this makes me more uncomfortable. More uncomfortable. I'm like, now I understand why it made me uncomfortable, and I still don't like it. All your best friends you haven't met in like a decade or more. You really want to do this <laughs> and, right now? And because they're lions, they're related. There's also that. Part. Yeah, they're related. Oh, yeah. Oh, because because. Because how lions work is the leader of the pride has kids with every single lion and in, in the, every single woman in the pride. Right. So, we have to assume that Mufasa got busy. Yes. So what uh, I'm saying is Nala and Simba are actually half siblings. Yeah. So why? So like all the wives are Mufasa's wife. Then? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, they make it. They make it out that he's mon- monogamous in the movie, but he's not. Not. He's not. Like that's just not, not what's not like, not what's where happened. who like outside like. 
Who I even if like even if Nala was like Scars' daughter, it's like she'd still be related to Simba. So it's like like what other male lions do you see? <laughs> like, like if you if you know the term harem, like that's actually what the lions wives are called. They're a harem of wives. Yeah. Like that that's actually like wow. what it refers to. There should be yeah. a lion anime, except for <laughs> So, there is uh, a lion uh, anime. Yeah, Kimba. Kimba. <laughs> oh, but there should be another lion anime about this harem sort of thing. And it could be like a lion harem anime. Great. Um, I think I'll solve that to somebody, I'm sure. I think this is a good time to bring up an important question that I'm afraid to ask, but I think people have opinions oh, no. on this. Uh, is Adult Simba hot? Oh, no. my God. No. 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 Okay. Mufasa no. is hotter. Because oh, okay. Well, why is Mufasa hot and well, adults in That wasn't the question, Sam. You just have to bring that up. Like this, you like brought Mufasa, this up. Go. Yeah, no, 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 let's see. Why, why is Mufasa hot? Because he's a dad. He's voiced by James Earl Jones. Okay, okay. That's he's, a big one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just sexier than Simba. Simba's... So is Vader hot? Because that's yes! basically him, oh. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Simba's just Matthew Broderick. Like, what's hot about yeah. that? Yeah, that's really unattractive. They should have found somebody way hotter to voice Simba. I agree. <laughs> um, I, I want to point out, like, there's in the middle of Hakuna Matata, you get the montage of him growing up, and like, there's like one shot of him like the in teen, teen form. His <laughs> teen form is so good. He has the awkward hair. Yeah, it's like a, like just like a curl going on. <laughs> it's like very like bright red, and so like in Lion King one and a half, they they focus on him in his teen form, and so you get a they better really? glimpse. Yeah, they do. There's no like idea. a whole scene where they do like a bug eating contest of him as a teen. But in this movie, it's just like five, se- like two seconds of it. But it's like, oh, hey, look in the in the in between there, I can see Simba being cute. But like it as a kid, and then straight to adult, it's like nah. But in the middle, I can see it. But and I, I bring this up because I know that there's some people who enjoy who think that some some lines in, in Lion King are sexy. So I figured I'd, I'd see if anybody was well, here. <laughs> everyone likes um, Kobu. Second is obviously. Oh, yeah, that's Kobu. Everyone loves is Kobu. He's the more safe version of Scar. They just can't commit to Scars yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Kobu is like if Scar and Simba were one lion, which like. Yeah, I can get the appeal, but Mufasa, also Nala and Sarabi, Nala's so hot, and Sarabi. Yeah. Yeah, Sarabi is so hot. I Why was she again? She's what? so cool. I go what did you Sarabi say? What did you say, Michelle? Why isn't she king again? She's just like oh, she's that's so the other cool. thing. That's the other thing, Michelle. I hate to break it to you, but when Simba becomes king, oh, no! his mom becomes his wife. That's no! part of- oh, stop hmm. it. Hmm. No. Stop that. <laughs> it's true. It's how the it's how the lions work. Wait, in the so Bible. was Sarabi like his favorite wife, basically? I don't I don't like I'm not giving you any information with that. him. Michelle, I don't have more information. I'm gonna tell you how it works in the wild. God, Simba, don't do that, please. Break the chain. Matata, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Oh, while while she's brought up, I just want to say, um, Scar sla- giving her a big slap is like an obvious, like, "Hey, you're supposed to hate this guy." <laughs> Move is like, "Okay, sure, just give her a big old slap." Poor Scar. Uh, yeah, poor Scar. Where's her movie? Yeah, what about her? Is she even in Lion King two? I forget. No. 
Wow. I mean, maybe did she die in between? Probably. <laughs> I mean, her voice actress died like a year after. The oh, okay, oh, never uh, mind. Mm, so that's probably mm. why. Okay, yeah. let's let's angry now. Let's yeah. angry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, but uh, you, uh, somebody mentioned earlier that they preferred the younger versions of Simba and Nala to the older versions. So who 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 said that? You just said it, and I agree. Uh, it's what, true. What, what what's the argument there? They have more spunk. They their 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 child actors are just more fun to listen to. They're like they just they're excited about the world. They're trying to figure out their place and everything. They kind of push back against some dumb ideas, like the fact that they're betrothed, and Simba keeps throwing out all these like new things he wants to do when he's king that are different from like the old ways. They eventually he'll fall in line when he's an adult. It's just yeah. like they have more energy, and it feels like there's so much possibility. Whereas like yeah. them being adults, it's like they have to they have to do all the rules now. Like there's there's no freedom left. Like they're just following they're falling in line basically, and that's not as interesting. Yeah, it, like the message of the movie is also kind of like you grow up and you get more quote unquote realistic about life, and yeah. it's kind of sad. It's kind of depressing. Like I don't think that's a good way to live. Personally. Whereas Timon and Pumbaa don't live that way at all. Yeah. And they're totally fine. They are totally the fine. But there's this weird implication that Simba can't stay with them. Like, he has to yeah. resume the throne. He has to fall in line. He can't be yeah. a Timon or Pumbaa. He's not and allowed to live outside of his society. Honestly, I think Simba should have just stayed with Timon and Pumbaa. Like, yeah. GBH. I honestly think that he had no reason to go back. Nala could have just, like, she could have been thing. the king. Yeah, no, yeah. it would have been like, great. As no, no, that's a real, and also that's a real thing in the wild too. Not to get continually biological <laughs> here, but like if a female in the pride becomes the strongest, they'll actually like produce more testosterone and stuff, and like grow like the a mane, mane and yeah. stuff. Like it's yeah. really cool. Awesome. Like that, that's not an unknown. That's like not a crazy thing in the wild. Like it happens. Yeah. Do they have the harem too? Then yeah, if they. <gasps> oh, I want to see that anime right now. <laughs> Michelle is into this. The, the Lady Lion King and her harem. Her, that, oh, wow. But, um, this is too much for Michelle. <laughs> it's the perfect amount. I'm but interested. Are you going to say something? Say, I will say, like, uh, Nala has a line in the movie where she goes, like, I left to find help. So I don't know if she was planning on finding Simba. Yeah. She wasn't looking for him. So it's more of just like, it adds more to like, oh, the des destiny led her here. Yeah. But it's it's more like she did go on her, she did go to find help. As in like, it could have been like, she went to find more support from other animals and was going back. Like I saw a cheetah in the beginning. So it's like, you know, it's like in like the beginning sequence of Circle of Life. So it's like maybe she was going off to find like other other like other like apex predators to be like, we need to we need to bring down and we need to bring down Scar and whatever. So that could have been its own tale. Yeah. Personally, I don't hold like I don't hold anything against Nala. It's more just like the way the movie presents it. Like I think Nala's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, we we get this whole ending sequence of like them getting together and overthrowing Scar. Um, we have uh, Timon dressed. Uh, he literally says, "Do you want me to dress and drag and do the hula?" And it comes and then, to them yeah, doing, wow. doing the yeah, hula. Yeah, um, that. Uh, I, 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 any any opinions? Timon <laughs> said that gay rights. Yeah, yeah, he did say gay rights. He and his partner did a great was, job raising the future king, and was, they're comfortable in themselves. It was really yeah. interesting to me how 
like they made a whole joke like oh haha we can't say fart and like hakuna matata but they're like oh let's just dress and drag later yeah that's like, fine hmm, really makes you think yeah yeah uh, and um, I want to say, like, I, I really love. Uh, obviously, it's very fortuitous that a lightning bolt strikes right in front of the rock and like starts but, a big fire. But like, it's perfect yeah. for like setting the scene. It's also pretty. Like, I mean, this whole movie is pretty like nice that things happen the way they do. Like, all of <laughs> all of Africa goes bare the second Mufasa dies. Like, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it uh, rains the second Simba takes takes power again. Yes. Like, uh, that was mm. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Just like the rain comes oh and God. all the grass is back. The slow-mo, the slow-mo of Simba walking up is like, the I, I don't know about you, but I could not help laughing at that. Like, I just, it was so funny, just the way they animated it. Like, everyone slowly looking up at him as he goes up into the to the top of Pride Rock. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that, like, the music's trying its best um, to make it feel important. I think when I was two, you know, it got past me. But this time around, yeah, it did feel really, like, a, like nobody knows who this guy is. They're yeah. all just, like, freaking out. I'm going to say it worked on me. I I got, like, the epicness of it. It's like, yeah, this is triumph. And da 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 like it, it it all it all hit my heartstrings even though like it's so obvious what they're like trying to make you feel but like i couldn't help it <laughs> but uh yeah so um let's hear it. Uh, other characters that we have not touched yet um zazu um any, anybody a fan of zazu around here i like no? him i, I mean i feel like he's Fine. also kind of queer coded in a different way than scar which is interesting i <laughs> i, I uh, I was just like, I don't know. I just, I just, co- I just thought he was just coded as British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't all That's British what I thought. It's a gay or European song. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coke on And I mean, like, and he has the giant nose and stuff. Like, there's definitely like a joke there too. They are standing in the row. I really hate that John Oliver is going to play him. I'm sorry. Why are you so mad at John Oliver? Gay uh, yeah. people don't know who John Oliver is. What? <laughs> <laughs> but although, like, really, if you want to continue the British coding, could you think of a more British person yeah, exactly. to take up the mantle? I mean, I kind of um, like that. And I kind of like the fact with John Oliver, it's like he doesn't have the posh accent. So it, it kind of goes against the Zazu in the movie that does kind of. It's a very proper and prim and like, you know, kind of reads like, like, I, I, not not British, but like Alfred from Batman. So um, I don't know. It's like, I kind of like the John Oliver uh, um, decision because it, it, it gives like a different, it's going to be a different feel. It's definitely going to be a different Zazu in that yeah. sense. I mean, we also have Beyonce, but I mean like, okay. Oh, can we talk about the live action movie yet? Because okay, I feel like uh, odds- well, well, one one more thing, uh, Rafiki. Oh. Does anybody care about Rafiki? I'm gonna say he's kind of annoying <sighs> in the, the part that he enters. Like, if, if I forgot, so, he, Sam I forgot might he have about. He him. kind of employs the magical Negro trope in a way that is mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah, considering that we're all in Africa, and he's a monkey. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's my thought. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the only thing that, like, is uh, that I remember specifically is that, like, he does kung fu in the fight sequence at the end, and that's, like, out of nowhere. But, like, his actual thing of, like, convinced of, like, uh, helping Simba find uh, uh, Mufasa in the clouds or whatever, it felt very superfluous to me. And I was like, okay, let's get on with it. So I, I'm just saying Rafiki does not do it for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. a good artist. I'll at least give him that. Yeah, he, he's good at art. It's, I like his little lion drawing. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, we didn't talk about the hyenas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we, talk about about we talked about the problematicness of the hyenas, but not yeah, like, but actually the We didn't talk the about character. the actual hyenas. They have some good lines. Yeah, that they're Cactus also good comic, comic characters, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's, which one's the... I forget the names of them. Uh, oh my god, Shenzi... Bonsai, bon, Bonzi, Bonsai, and Ed. And Ed. It's just Ed for some reason. Uh, I, is Ed a problem? Like, is Ed problematic? In that he doesn't talk and just goes, ha ha ha? Well, yeah. I think he's definitely supposed to be, like, mentally challenged. Yeah. That's mm. his whole yeah. joke. Yeah. 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 Not it's unclear because again like these are still animals and it's also in some way like he's just an animal unlike them so it's like it's hard to tell what things are jokes and what things are just like we're getting more absurd and more surrealist like with the other parts of the movies like it's unclear Uh Uh, i'll I'll say that i do appreciate that scene where like scar is king and then the hyenas come in to like air their grievances that at least like gave them a little bit of like hey we we're our own personalities you know so yeah Yeah. i I think that scene is is pretty good for how low-key it is to the rest of the story but yeah i I just think like as we're like at the end here like all the characters Mm -hmm. like i just realized that all the characters like they really don't have a lot of time on screen they They don't. don't none of them i think the one with the most time on screen might Simba. The young Simba? Yeah. Young Simba. I think yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and uh, like, better than adult swim Simba. So that was it's the, like good yeah. call. Now, young Simba, I think Mufasa had like a very big presence. He does. Yeah, then he disappears. Yeah. Yeah. He disappears like when young Simba yeah, disappears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he shows up a little later in the movie, too. Yeah. Remember who you are. Yeah. <laughs> One true that, king. That, that scene is like as if like God is talking. I know. Like, there's there's so open and the the sky opens. It's like he's having like a a, a, a vision there. So I, I was very interested in the imagery used <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, so part of the reason that we're here, besides the fact that it's Father's Day, even though I didn't actually plan this to be recorded on Father's Day, so that's a lie. The actual reason is that there it, Disney is putting out an. Uh, what they call a live action, but is actually a, a CGI animated animals against live action backgrounds version Just of The like Lion King. Dinosaur. But, yes, yep. there was a Disney movie oh, by the name of yeah. Dinosaur from the year two thousand oh that did God, something I similar. I can't believe it. Do you remember they had those kids' meal toys? Or like the puppet happy- things? Yeah, the puppet dinosaurs! <laughs> I had like three of them. That oh was my a God. weird toy time. I, I feel like I had those toys too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely really did popular. too. Yeah. But we should anyways, do a podcast th- on dinosaurs someday. <laughs> 
That's a weird movie. That's a weird Land Before Time, though. Oh my god, please, yes, a true classic. (laughs) (laughs) Many dinosaur movies we'll get to, but Lion King, uh, this is supposed to be released on July 19th, so that's about Mm -hmm. a month out from where we're recording, Um, directed by Jon Favreau. Um, It's going to have the voices of Donald Glover, Beyonce, as previously mentioned, James Earl Jones will return to be Mufasa, you'll have John Oliver, Seth Rogen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, so it's a really stacked cast. And it, the footage that we've gotten is very, it gets very realistic to the, to animals as opposed to the anthropomorphization that we see in the in the 1990s version. So with that in mind, like knowing what we know about this new version of Lion King, what are you expecting? What are, what, what differences do you think will be harmful or beneficial to this? Um, Sarah, you seem to have wanted to talk about this all pod, so we'll go to you first. I'm just like, I don't know why we're hyping. Like, okay, here's the thing. The problem with this movie as live action with, with all the actors that we have, we have like Beyonce and Donald Glover and like all these big names playing the adult actor, adult characters in this movie. And the problem with that is, after watching this movie again, is the adult characters really don't have a lot of time on screen. And what I'm worried about is that, like, I want them to make the movie, like, the best movie they can, like, with this thing. And I'm worried about some other things like animation, anthropomorphization, like, it changes how things come across. But the biggest thing I'm worried about is they're going to make concessions to the plot and the way things go and drag things out in the second act just so that people, characters like like Nala and adult Simba get more time on screen because that's why people are going to this movie. And that just seems cause, cause it's Beyonce. Like, and I'm saying this and I'm like, I want Beyonce to have a lot of time on screen. Like I do. I want her to have a song. They're right. They wrote a whole new song for her. Like, I well, I mean that's that. good because that gives Nala more character development. No, 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 There's no. There's one yeah. thing that 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 the the um that the live action remakes have done well. And, like speaking with Aladdin, they gave Jasmine an entire new thing, and it gave yeah. an entirely good layer to her character. So it might be good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, and it, it again, the movie, the 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 cart, the the animated movie is like not even ninety minutes. Yes. So they could just add more and make it like a two-hour movie. Yeah, but like, is a two-hour Lion King movie? Do we even? Oh man, they haven't released how long this movie is yet. I just looked it up. Like that is a true statement. Like for me, with all these live-action remakes, whatever, they're too long. Yeah. And they're painful, and I don't. I loved Aladdin. I ha- I disagree. Uh, and, well, I, ha- I, 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 I haven't I, seen Aladdin. Cinderella the, was really good. Aladdin was really good. The Beauty and the good. Beast remake was not the the, yeah, the, the crazy things they added. Like it's they, horrible. It was a I terrible mean, decision hot to take, push out. The story. Hot take. That was a. I like that better than the original animated movie. The animated oh, movie for people wow. needed like, like I lack like, substance, like a I, lot of okay, substance like, that they gave the characters in the live action one. My my hot take is Beatrice that neither of the movies are good, but the new live action Beauty and the Beast is actively problematic. It's, it's not good. All right. Like, what are they going to do? Like, obviously, you know, more characterization for Nala and stuff. That would be good. And hoping for maybe more Sarabi stuff. Great. Wonderful. But, Scar like... Redemption. That's what I, I think. Like. Scar I Redemption. Think, 
something magical about the original is its length and like it doesn't waste any time like Beatrice earlier you were saying oh yeah Timon and Puma came in exactly when they should have because if they didn't the movie would have dragged on and on and I feel like well what's going to happen if we don't have that are we just going to have Simba wandering the desert for like 10 minutes I don't think that's what's happening though if they gave Nala a new song and it's Beyonce well, we Nala uh, we don't, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're we're saying, like, what, what is going to happen you know uh, I'm we don't briefly know inter- interject that John Favreau has given an interview where there are not going to be new songs in the body of the film at the end of the movie they'll put new songs oh, it's oh, like, oh not the in- credits oh, oh yeah, yeah. she's gonna Song? Yeah, that's a, that's that is not yeah, a real song. Though. That's just like no one. Um, that's a real song. Like, <laughs> calm like, down. No, no, but it's a real song, Beatrice. But it's not like part of the musical. It's a real song, but it's not like a musical number in the movie, right? And 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 that's like what I was expecting. Like, I wanted that. Like, I don't really like. Cool, Beyonce has a new song. That's great, but it's like Nala's not getting a song then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like also um based on other um uh, in it seems here according to Wikipedia he's given a a different interview with uh, coming soon dot, uh, dot net that it is going to be longer than the original film. They said part of what we're doing here is to give it more dimension not just visually but both story-wise and emotionally. So you you guys are on the right track like this is going to be a longer movie. But I I think that um Sam brings up a good point like it never the the, the animated movie like it feels like it runs pretty quickly and like it doesn't feel like it's wasting time anywhere so that that's definitely something that like if you're going to add story elements that's all that's also something to like look out for like if if those added things are actually going to like mean something or because there's already an existing story and we know like the 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 foundation of it if they add new things is are we going to be like uh, as viewers is it going to be enough to be like okay i'm into this or can we get to the part that i know like I, yeah. I wonder what what's uh, what that kind of interaction is going to be once we get the movie. Right. The limits yeah. to this conversation is that we won't know the movie's not out yet. So yeah. like that's why I'm like it's one thing to have trepidations, but I wouldn't go so far as to say like I would get angry at the movie just yet, just because we haven't seen it. So like it's good to have the worries, but also it's like hey maybe this movie's going to prove it's- us wrong and it is going to flow out in pacing. Like we don't know yet. I think the thing is, like, I'm not mad at this movie specifically. I'm just mad at this whole idea of making all these animated movies live action. Like, I think that they're they're just coming at these movies from the exact wrong angle. Like, it just doesn't – I don't know. Like, if you're going to remake a movie, at least try for something different. But they keep remaking movies and trying to make things shot for shot. I disagree because not that's that's making that is a suit. Have you seen Cinderella? Have you seen Maleficent? Have you seen um what uh the most Aladdin? Like they do add things. That's my thing. It's like you're making a generalization that all these live action movies are doing shot for shot for these things. And in some sequences, maybe sure they are, but they are adding new things to the movies. So that's why I'm kind of really going against this generalization because that's what it is. It's a generalization, and I don't understand why people have an issue with like it sometimes a movie can be a technological achievement in and of itself it's like why like i understand wanting a new ip new everything but also what's so wrong about saying hey why don't we try and make this live act like quote-unquote live action like hyper realistic let's see if we can make this technical achievement possible and that in itself and wanting to make a movie just for the sake of that is also valid so that's what i'm saying like i wouldn't I'm just like, I don't like that generalization of like, oh, they're just doing shot for shot when they're not. 
You didn't let me finish my sentence, Beatrice. Just saying. That was but, no, no, but I was going to say that they do have these movies that they're taking shot for shot mixed with new scenes. That they're And the new scenes are generally the stuff I like best out of these live action movies. But they put so much emphasis on the parts that are shot for shot. That they, like, they're putting a huge emphasis on the circle of life scene in the new movie. And it's like cool, I saw that in kind of the best way possible already in the in the animated movie. Like, show me something new that this movie can do now that we have a bigger budget, that we have a different we have a different cast. Like, what I was excited for is, like, with Beyonce getting a song is, Nala's voice actress can sing an amazing song now. Let's do that. Let's do that in the body of the film. And hearing that they're not doing that is kind of like, they're just taking this thing, they're taking, they're just throwing away options they have, essentially. And it kind of feels weird. I wonder how much they're going to take cues from the musical. Yeah, the musical. Well, like, here's the thing. It's like, why was the musical allowed to have such, place such emphasis on this stuff when and the live action, re- like, again, not really live action, yeah, but the live action say. remake isn't allowed to do it. It's like, why are these things like, why is that so bad? Like, why is uh, a theater uh, adaptation okay, but then the film adaptation is not okay? Like, the live-action adaptation is not okay. Like, I just don't like... Like, if you're going to be consistent and you don't like, like, the remakes, then be consistent across the board. It's like, then don't do the Broadway shows. Don't do this. Be against it all. Because I I just... I don't know. I'm like... But in the Lion, Lion King musical is amazing. It's incredible. And the way that they were able to reinterpret these characters and were able to, the costume design, everything, the way, the way they were able to adapt this story, which again is a remake of Hamlet, the yeah. an interpretation of Hamlet, the way that they were able to adapt it to the stage was so incredible that why can't the hyper-realistic tech, like way, the hyper-realistic way of like remaking this, why is that lesser than, why does that make people angry? When, when that is not, when that has its own interpretation too. Like my thing, like me, I have an issue with, if you're going to do the shot for shot, you need to pay the animators who did it first. Like you need to give them credit and you need to give them royalties. That's my thing. That's my issue. If they want to do the shot for shot because they want to see if they can just hyper-realistically, like how cool would that look? That I respect. It's like, okay, that's what you want to do. That is your vision. All right. I'm not going to shoot you down for wanting to take on this feat. Is it, are they going to add new stuff? Maybe, but I don't know. I just, I I just really disagree with you. Uh, I will just jump off of this and say that along with the lines of like giving the animators credit, the only grievance I have with this new movie is the fact that they're pushing so hard that it's a live action movie, that it's not animation. And like that part is what annoys me. The idea that it needs to be live action to have a different tone, to have that, to be more serious feeling, because that's the vibe that I'm getting from the marketing. It's like, Oh, by making it live action, we're making it totally different. But like, just, ignoring the fact that like cgi like photorealistic animation is animation and like that's a technological achievement that's something that you should be proud of doing but they focus so much on like calling it live action just to differentiate it and like it feels like brushing aside the fact that like 
this is animation and it's like a very impressive form yeah but you're kind but you're kind of like shoving it aside for the sake of making it feel like more adult or having a wider audience because it's quote live action version and like that's that's my beef with it now will it be impressive to to watch for sure and i'm excited to see that like to see like just how the transfer happens but that's why like i feel very icky about calling it live action because i feel like i'm like doing a disservice to the people who are like working in in the field of animation to make all this possible and i want to make sure like this yeah i completely agree and i just i don't want to also want to say like with that said this is not downplaying the fact that the people that filmed the live action backgrounds like that's not as easy as it looks like it's like oh they just had to put the camera anywhere then put then other people put animation in like the actual way they set up the shots of the real backgrounds like that's more it's pretty difficult because you have to get the right lighting without anyone standing there and stuff like it's it's actually pretty hard right and i, I think like uh Dale, De, uh, caleb uh, Deschanel is doing the cinematography he's been like oscar nominated for yeah. that so it's like uh you know the, the, that is also an important part of it but like i think like just like boiling it down to live action like yeah. just feels wrong (laughs) but uh yeah so whenever when that comes out next month i think we'll be talking about it because at the end of the day i i I believe it's an animated movie it qualifies and we will be able to discuss more accurately what the differences and similarities are right right now this has all been mostly speculation and uh i i I personally can't wait (laughs) to to see what that lion king was like but as we begin final thoughts after talking this through what what are, ha, um i'm not gonna say like would you recommend the lion king but like um i guess uh because <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's it. yeah i think that's mostly a yes and also like if you like animation i'm pretty sure that like almost all people have like seen it at least once but i guess um is it um would you say it's like a must watch like if you haven't seen it like could you live your life without seeing it uh, i don't know <laughs> um uh, the, the sam how, how do uh, how do you feel about like uh, the importance of the lion king i think the lion king is really important when it comes to like the animated canon of everything uh you know smack dab in the middle of the disney renaissance uh, one of the highest grossing animated films, definitely. Uh, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, if you don't watch The Lion King, you're missing out. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> be that kind of person who's like, oh my god, you haven't seen The Lion King? No, yeah. Um, yeah that... I'm, like, that, that, that's not really my style. Like, you know, people grow up without TVs. It's fine. But, like, if you're so inclined and you're interested in animation and seeing, like, you know, the progression of, oh, how did we get from... Things like Felix the Cat to Lady and the Tramp to Oliver and Company to The Lion King in terms of anthropomorphic animals and just in terms of like how the animation industry has changed in the past hundred or so years. I definitely think you should watch it. Okay. Okay. Michelle, any final thoughts on this? Uh, Just in general or about if people should watch it? (laughs) Either one. (laughs) Uh, I mean... It's it's weird that I mean I can take off my nostalgia goggles for most of the movie but it is like such it's so deeply ingrained as a part of my childhood. 
I think there's always going to be a special place in my heart for it. And the fact that I can kind of disassociate from the messages it wants me to get out of it and what I actually see and have issues with, that's like, that is part of growing up, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you wanting different things out of your media. But I definitely would tell people to watch it. I mean, and then we could talk about like, well, what did you think about this thing? And like, what was your perspective? Because there are so many things that still does so well that I think it's just really impressive to see regardless and that's something to take away too because like it, it left a huge impact um on the animation industry when it came out and it's always going to be a classic and like that's something to take note of too like I, I hope there are more movies that that can take away like maybe the soundtrack elements or like the the way that they really like drew all these cats that feel like cats but they emote them in a way that feels very human-like but it doesn't feel that weird. They still feel like cats. Like stuff like that, I think is definitely worth drawing from it. So I think, yeah, it's it's hard to say like if it's a good or bad movie, but I think it's worth ex- the experience of seeing it for sure. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. And not to get too off of a tangent here, but I just want to say, like, speaking of cats, I really can't wait to see footage of the Tom Hooper's cats. <laughs> oh my god! That's going to be interesting. Yeah, we got a pot on that. <laughs> uh, Beatrice, any final thoughts on The Lion King here? Um, well, one is a fun fact, and the other is my actual final thought. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say the final thought first and then let you mind blow you guys on the fun fact. But uh, I, it's a problematic movie. I don't, like, I sometimes I think, like, okay, like, if I had a child, would I show it to them? Because you don't need the movie to, like, grow up and you know, whatever. It's like, it's a movie. Um, but like, if I had to pick, like what, I, I know I wouldn't show if I had a child, I wouldn't show them a uh, little mermaid. I'd introduce them to part of your world, but I wouldn't show them little mermaid. Cause that movie, the messaging is really bad. Um, but then when it comes to this one, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Because I feel like with this one, I have more connection to it. So it's hard for it because I want them to feel that awe that I felt as a kid with like this whole, with like the circle of life and the fun of all this stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just take them to like the musical or something. Um, And fun fact, that final roar that they have in the movie, lions Mm. don't roar like that. They took that from a tiger and they mixed it in. Good. Well, go lions, to Sam. <laughs> more, the roar, they do like more like they kind of do like these like whoa, whoa, like these kind of like it's like cut off. It's not as majestic. So they're like, we don't like the sounds so and we're going to get a tiger to do it. And it's I was like, just, I'm disappointed, Beatrice. I thought you were going to start making cat noises. No. no. Yeah. Where, where's the Tiger King? <laughs> tiger, <laughs> tiger, look, like I, I need a, a movie like I need more tigers. I think Disney did them wrong uh, in, in, um, in the Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Like, even though it's like, yeah, he was right to fear the human. He was right to fear the human. But um, also, um, but I mean, they kind of came back being like the buff backup dancers in Zootopia. But it's like, no, they need, I need, a, I need more tigers in Disney movies. Oh, but wait, no, but it was the tiger in Aladdin, which is great, too. Um, Raja? Raja. Raja. Raja was great. Um, but I need more tigers. Anyway, that's it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sarah, final thoughts? Um, like, go see this movie. Like, I don't know if, if you've never seen this movie, see this movie. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to like strap you down to watch it, but like, 
if you have a chance to watch it, like watch it. It's 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 a moment in um, animation history. I think honestly, I think this was a big. This movie was a big step in making animation feel like something that isn't just for kids in America. Like this was just a movie that everyone saw. It was insane when it came out compared to other animated movies. It was just crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I think that's an important milestone to know about. The animation is gorgeous. The music is great and. The story, despite what we were we've been talking about, I still this is the story is still good. It's just that when you actually sit down and think, look at it and like think about it, it's you realize the messaging is pretty bad. But I still think that you can have a movie with poor message that still is a good movie. And I think if you are someone with the ability to look at something critically and the ability to work through it, you can realize, okay, this is a good movie, but let's not do some of the things that happen in this movie in real world. Like, and I think you can, I think you can watch it and be fine. Like I, I, I'm not saying we should make more movies like it, but I think you should see it. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, I think that we are done here for today. Um, We have gotten really deep into into the (laughs) liking. And if you've appreciated this discussion, then you can go to OverlyAnimated.com and find other analytical discussion that we've given on previous animated films and animated shows like this. Um, you can also find us on Discord if you want to chat with us directly about um, The Lion King or any other animated show a movie we cover here. You can do that at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Um, if you've listened to the end of this podcast, it's likely that um, you enjoy <laughs> our, our, our opinions. And if you if you want us to continue analyzing uh, an animation like this with the seriousness it deserves, um, you can always support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Uh, thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Nicholas, a.k.a. Nickelodeon. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Um, besides uh, like besides what we've talked about today, it, other stuff that we've covered recently includes um, shows such as Summer Camp Island, OKKO, okay uh, Miraculous Ladybug is out there, Fruits Basket, uh, a, a wide variety of, of animated shows that we cover. Animated films may pick up a little bit. I know we have Toy Story 4 in, in the pipeline that will come in theaters soon, so we'll, we'll probably talk about that. And uh, yeah, other big animated movies we try to talk about. You can also dig in our back catalog for other. Um, we've talked to various Disney movies in the past, Pixar movies, um, some other pieces of animation history in our OVA After Dark <laughs> category. Yeah. So yeah, we we have a lot for uh, for you to dig into. But uh, th- thank you guys so much for listening to us up to now. We we've had a, a good time talking, and we hope you've had a good time listening to us. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.